Preach. Well, thank you, my sister. I appreciate this opportunity that my pastors have given me. Pastor I, Pastor Keith, I love you. Thank you so much. Enjoy your anniversary time. I thank God for my family and my RCM2 family. And for when I didn't have a place to go, they accepted me. So I am grateful and thankful and hopeful. Who is the king of glory? Yes. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. We're going to talk about him today because we need his power. Yes. We need his power. We need his presence, his power. The world has been changing on every day. The way we do church has changed. Different platforms are being used. How are we to meet the needs of today's people in society today? We must be able to change and maneuver and, and keep things going and move the way God wants us to move. So let us pray. Father in heaven, we give you praise, honor, and glory just for this opportunity. I thank you, God, that when I am weak, you are strong. And God, I ask you to hide me beside this, behind the sacred desk, behind the cross, Father God, and speak through me today. Let your people be edified. Let the word of God be enriching to their spirits to carry them the rest of the week. I give you praise for my mother in love. I ask for God that you touch, heal her body right now, God, in the name of Jesus. As we move this week, Father God, it was trying, but Lord, we made it through only because of you. We thank you for those who are sick and shed in. We thank you, Father God, for the breakthrough for homelessness. We, had, we see, Father God, that there are so many people in need with food, and we only need the fire of God to lead and guide us, just like you did those, Father God, in their pilgrimage, Lord. We love you and we need you. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray today. Oil has been messed with. Crops are being, uh, 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 prices are going up. And we're going to need God to light the way for us to be able to see, to know how we can get through and gather, united together. We are fitly enjoying together. Amen? Yes. And we believe God for what he's about to do. Acts chapter 2 occurs at Pentecost, the second annual feast of the Jewish year. Let me teach you a little bit. Celebrating God's provision for his people, also known as the Feast of Weeks. When we look at Leviticus, what uh, my sister just read, it says, from the day after the Sabbath day, you bring a bundle of grain to be lifted up as a special offering. Count off seven full weeks. That's important. Keep counting until the seventh, the seventh Sabbath, 50 days later. Then present your offerings and new grain to the Lord. King James says, present your meat unto the God. But they ain't talking about meat. They're talking about the provisions that God has made. Pentecost came 50 days after the Passover. Passover and Pentecost are joined together. And don't get us twisted now. They, they, they are together. And so Passover commemorated the coming of the angel of death, the last prayer used in Egypt. Check it out now. 
On that night, the Israelites were told that a sacrifice to sacrifice a lamb and spread his blood over the doorposts. Now, I just moved into a new house, and we're going to put the anointing oil over the doorposts. Amen. And so that God can be built in his house and his presence with his power. The angels seeing the blood will pass over the blood, the blood, the blood, the lamb's blood over the Israelites, but would inflict destruction on Egypt by taking his firstborn sons. This could have been avoided. Have Pharaoh, my God, and his court listened to Moses and freed Israel. Mm, sometimes you just got to listen to God. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. But they refused and they paid the ultimate price for sin against God. Listen, sin will keep you farther away from God. And we must do, and from the pulpit to the door, we all have sinned and come short of his glory. But if we concentrate and be intentional about what we're doing, baby, it's going to happen. We may want be able to get to the other side. In the aftermath, Israelites had survived because of the Lamb's blood. I have survived because of the Lamb's blood. He died for a sinner like me. I leave that part alone. And God redeemed them as promised. Fifty days later, Israel was at Sinai. Listen, listen. Receiving God's law through Moses. When they had entered the land, they were to keep a feast. You find that in Exodus 34, 22, if you want to, you know, I'm in the Bible. I'm right here. When they entered the land, they were to keep the feast for the festival in which they were to bring the first fruits, bread made from new grain, as an offering to God. That first grain, now listen now, it goes back to the tithe. You got to pay your tithe, baby. And listen, when you first get it, just take it out. The first fruits offering stood both for hope and in the coming of the full harvest as a sign of the thanksgiving for God's provision. Let's take a look at Exodus uh, chapter 32, starting at uh, verse 17. Exodus 32, and starting at verse 17, 17 through 28. Amen? Amen. It says, when Joshua heard the boisterous noise of the people shouting below, believe me, I'm going somewhere. I want you to see something. And, and, and he exclaimed to Moses, it sounds like war in the camp. But Moses replied, no, it's not a shout of victory, nor a wailing of defeat. I hear a sound of celebration. When they came near to the camp, Moses saw the calf and the dancing, and he burned with anger. The same one that interceded for him. He was angry with them. He threw the stone of tablets to the ground, smashing them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf and made and burned it and to the ground. They ground it into powder, threw it into the water, and forced them to drink. Verse 25. Moses saw Aaron and let the people. Moses saw that Aaron had let the people completely out control much of the uh, amusement of their enemies. So he stood, listen, so he stood at the entrance of the camp and shouted, all of you who are on the Lord's side. Mm -hmm. He wanted to know who was on God's side and who was against 
are seeing too. Are you on God's side? Are we on God's side to do the work he's called us to do? Are we out there doing the things that God has instructed our pastors to instruct to us so that we can carry the mantle, so that we might run, they might write the vision and that we might run with it? Are we ready? So he told the Levites who were on his side gathered around him, Moses told them, this is what the Lord of God of Israel says. Each of you take your swords and go back and forth, back and forth from one end of the camp to the other. Kill everyone, even their brothers, friends, and neighbors. The Levites obeyed Moses' command. And about 3,000, that 3,000 is key. I'm going to bring that back to you, baby. It's going to bless you. And, and the 3,000 people died that day. And so as we move forward, Pentecost was inseparate, inseparable from the Passover and could only come as a result of God's previous work. Now you ain't getting it, you ain't getting it. Pentecost was inseparable from Passover, right? And only could come from a result of God's previous work. What has God previously done in your life? I know he's done some great things in my life, amen? What has he done previous in your life? That he's about to bring you into a place of victory, bring you into a place of breakthrough, bring you into a place of prosperity, bring you to a place of prayer that will get you to the place that's in agreement that will make you victorious. Yes. This thing is not about a prosperity thing. This thing is about uniting together and coming together with one another so that we can do the work that God wants us to do. Amen? Amen. This was not simply an agricultural thing, but God, but about redemption as well. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Israel offered his first truth to God who saved her from slavery in Egypt. Mm. The underlying idea in the symbolism, watch it now, of Pentecost was that God was able to redeem his people from Egypt. Then he would be able to provide, to provide, to provide Jehovah Jireh, he'd be able to provide for his people. Provide for their lives too. Just to have promise. Check this out now. When God demonstrated his power, the demonstration always had a purpose. Mm. Woo! That's good work right there, baby. When God demonstrates his power, it's for a purpose. He wants us to move forward. He wants us to do something. We need his fire because we can't operate as servants. We can't operate as witnesses. We can't operate without him, without the precious Holy Spirit. And just let me remind you of something. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He's the third person of the Godhead. Acts chapter 2. The New Testament church was born at Pentecost. For Israel, it was a harvest of grain. For the church, Pentecost is a great harvest of the spirit. I like to say it's a great harvest of souls. You got family members, I got family members, and that need to know Jesus, need to know about his power, need to know about his works, need to know about his doings, need to know about the things that he has overcome for a sinner like you and for a sinner like me. Because of Pentecost, 
we have the power to be a witness. Hmm. Because of Pentecost, we have the ability to be renewed and transformed. Hmm. His power is abundantly available. Listen, listen. His power is abundantly available to us that believe. Ah, are you a believer? Hmm. Are you a believer that Jesus can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. It's already on the inside that has to come on the outside. My God, I feel all right right now. We are a Pentecostal church. Check it out now. I understand where we are. Meaning, we identify and seek after the fullness of the Spirit. Mm. Just as they did at Pentecost. And he gave us the power. We need his fire so that when we go into a dark place, they can see who we are and who we represent. Yes. I believe that we need a harvest of the spirit and God in our lives again. As a witness, we cannot afford to stop seeking to be filled with his power. It's, an, it's, it's intentional. We intentionally go after, you know, I've had this all long enough. And so, so that we can intentionally go after the people that God wants us to witness to. He's calling us to witness. He's calling us to go out. He's calling us to do something. And if we notice when Brother Boaz found the woman that was formed, she was already working. Amen. RCM2, are we working in the areas that God wants us to work in? Yeah. Because we need his fire. Mm. We need his fire to do it. Here we go. As a witness, we cannot afford to stop seeking to be filled with his power. As a church, we cannot afford to remain the same. We need to be transformed, man. Transformed by the renewing of the mind. Transformed. You know, not thinking about the old way, but thinking about the new way Jesus wants us to go. As his children, we cannot afford to ignore his immediate presence. We as a church need his Pentecostal power. My God, once again, my first point, we need his power. And here we go. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. NLT version says, once he was eating with them, you know, we like to eat. He commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem. Mm. God is never going to give us something to do without giving us the power to complete. Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you, Acts 1 and 8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout the Judea, in Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Yes, yes. You know, that old man one day took his watch to a jeweler, and the jeweler went in the back, and he just changed the battery. The old man asked him, well, how did you do it so fast? And he said, well, I just changed the battery. The old man said, battery? Man, I've been winding that thing every day. See, you didn't get it. You're not old enough. 
We used to have to wind our watches down. Okay. A lot of Christians do not realize the inner power of the Holy Spirit. He is a power that makes everything work. You got it? He is the power that makes everything work. He can handle things that we try to handle ourselves. You know, he waited until we get defeated. He said, okay, you want me to try now? Yeah, you know, have you exhausted all of your energy to do what you had to do? Hmm. I had some justice to move the other day. I was by myself. I prayed. I said, Holy Ghost, I need your help. Show me how to do this. Hmm. I got him downstairs, amen? I might have dented up the wall a little bit, but hey. <laughs> Jesus. His power is available to us. Yeah. He wants us to witness yeah. in his power. Yeah. In his power. Yeah. He wants us to witness yeah. in his power. I'm going to tell you, I got Bible, I got Bible. In his power, not by our ability. Yeah. In his power, not through our ability. I got word, I got word. Yeah. Yeah. Ephesians 6 and 10, and B call says, yeah. to be strong in the Lord uh -huh. and in the power of his might. Not in Robert's might, not in Big Bob's might, but in God. Yeah. You can see from our text that God did not dare ask his people to do his work. God did not dare ask his people to do his work without giving them the power. All, right. All, right. All we got to do is get busy. Mm. All we got to do is walk with God. All we got to do is pray. All we got to do is talk with God. All we got to do is worship. All we got to do is praise his holy name. He took ordinary people to do extra ordinary things. Ordinary people he used. He used. He used his ordinary people. Amen. This is why they were asked to wait in Jerusalem until power from on high had descended upon them. The message of Acts 1 and 8 is simple. Apart from the Holy Spirit, no one can preach, teach, witness, or serve without the Holy Spirit's guidance. He makes the difference. Yeah. Woo! I got, Bible, I got more Bible. Paul said, my message, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, says, my message and my preaching mm, were not with wise, persuasive words, but with a demonstration, my God, <laughs> of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom but in God's power. Yes. We need him. We need his power. Now we need his transformation. Check it out. When God demonstrated his power the demonstration always had a purpose. Yes. When the day of Pentecost fully come, Acts 2 and 1 and 4, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound, NLT version, like a blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak 
in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Why? Why was there a symbol of fire? We need his fire, but why was the symbol of fire? Fire is the symbol of transformation. Fire changes whatever it touches. Amen? Let's look at some of the ways the Holy Spirit works to transform us. The Holy Spirit, check it out now. I'm coming on your street in two seconds, two minutes. The Holy Spirit took a group of fishermen, former prostitutes, ex-religious leaders, tax collectors, various family members of Jesus, and other disciples. Took them, formed them, they became the first church, right? right? Check this out. He took an engineer, a head nurse, bus drivers, a mortician, furniture repairman, managers, secretary, dental assistants, and more to form RCM2 to do a work for him. He put us together for nothing. Family and friends, we got a work to do for God. Sometimes I feel like that picture. I can't go no more, but Jesus will carry you through, baby. Just hold on to his unchanging hand. Before Pentecost, the disciples were scared and scattered. They were double-minded and lacked faith. They did not fully understand God's plan. After Pentecost fell, they were united like never before. That's why we need this fire. So not only we can be united, I want to tell Facebook in the world something. The ladies at my church and the brothers too, they can cook. Amen? We got the fellowship part down. Amen? We're going to make you feel good when you come through. We're going to feed you good. But because of our pastors, we are being taught by the Holy Ghost. And we're being taught uh, what time things are going to happen. And so because of that change, because of that transformation, our lives are being changed. RCM2, baby, is a good place to grow. All right. There has never been a program that dramatically transformed people's lives, but brought them from all walks of life and turned them into a united group, able to accomplish great and mighty things. Whatever God's put before us, we go on arm and arm together to take that thing down, amen? We're going to work it together, baby. We're going to work it till we can't work no more. And then those that we have witnessing to, they're going to come in and join. Man, listen, this thing is not about us. It's about him. It takes God's spirit to do that. We need his fire. His word says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Where are the signs? We got to do the work. And the signs will come. Testimonies will come about the healing and deliverance. Amen? They will come. We just got to work. 
society will not be transformed. Jesus, listen, listen, listen. Society will not be transformed until the church is transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. The church needs this fire. The church has to be the one that goes out and witness. The church has to be the place of change. The church has to be the place of healing. The church has to be yeah. what God called it to be. We need his power. We need his transformation. And we need his presence. We need his presence. Remember, don't forget about the 3,000 that died. I ain't forgot that. I'm coming back to it. John says, Matthew 3, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, here you go now, and with fire. Mm. You're going to get it after a while. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. That fire is as a purpose. He wants you to do something with it. Acts 2 and 3, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated, mm, look at that, look at that, look at the word now, that separated and came and rest on each of them. Came and just, okay, this one's for you. It was personal. Huh? It was personal. And God has helped me to get 32 years of winning this drug battle. It became personal. I didn't want to do what I was doing no more. And only with God's help. I'm speaking to somebody out there right now who's having trouble with drinking, trouble with alcohol, trouble with drugs. You're having trouble. And I know the way out. And his name is Jesus. The fire that appeared on the heads of each believer in the upper room has a connection to the Holy Spirit, to the Old Testament. Check it out. Check it out. When Moses was dedicating the tabernacle, listen now, the fire that appeared on the heads of each believer in the upper room has a connection with the Old Testament. Let me show you. When Moses was dedicating the tabernacle, I'm going someplace, believe me. Leviticus 9 and 24 says, fire came out from the presence of the Lord. And consumed the burnt offering. You notice where it came? It came from God. It was no manufactured thing. You ain't got to manufacture nothing, baby. And let God do it. Fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portions on the altar. And when the people saw it, my God, when they saw it, they shouted and fell face down in the humble position. To honor God. Hey, in the temple, in the tabernacle. Okay, I got another one for you. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1. Solomon was dedicating the temple. Check out what Solomon was doing first, though. Check it out now. When Solomon finished praying, we got to be people of prayer. Amen. There's power in prayer, power in agreement, power when dealing with someone. That, won't, that don't want to take something from you, but get something to you. Yeah. You got people in your life and all they want to do is take and get rid of them. When Solomon finished praying, he came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering 
and sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Supernatural fire from the presence of God fell on the sacrifices. This indicated to the people that God accepted the tabernacle and the temple. I'm going someplace, baby. Mm. The proof of his acceptance was supernatural fire. The proof of his presence was supernatural fire. Mm, this is good. <laughs> At Pentecost, individual believers had tongues of fire on them. Right? First Corinthians chapter 6 and 19. Do you not know? Remember, he sent fire for the tabernacle. He sent fire for the temple to Solomon. Check this out now. This is where it got real good to me. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Once again, God sends his fire to demonstrate that from now on, he would accept the temple as his individual dwelling place. Amen. So what? When we receive Christ in our lives, we become the temple of the Holy Ghost. And because we are the temple of the Holy Ghost, God is in our sanctuary. Yeah. He's already there. Yeah. Amen. The church will now become his dwelling place. As the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 tells us that we are no, not our own any longer. In fact, it is telling us that we belong to him. John 14 and 17 says, the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, he lives within you and will be with you. Amen. As I close, I want to bring you to this place I wanted to get to. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 10, 1 and 2. The fire cannot be manufactured, amen? It cannot. We don't want strange fire. Amen? Listen, listen. Listen what happens when people manufacture the fire. Let it be natural. I know you want your churches to grow, but grow with God. Amen. Aaron's sons, in Leviticus chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. And the sons of Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, put coals of fire in their incense burners and sprinkled incense over them. In this way, they were disobeyed the Lord by burning before him the wrong kind of fire, different than he had commanded. So fire blazed from the Lord's presence. Remember, it came from God again. So fire came from the Lord's presence and burned them up. And they were, and they died before the Lord. Now I told you something about the 3,000 that was with Moses that he ended up having to kill. And I'm going to close with this. Acts chapter 30, Acts chapter 2, I'm sorry. Acts chapter 2. 
when the brothers came from the upper room. Peter said, so let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, Peter preached, to both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they said unto him and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away. All of you have been called by all who have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believed with Peter said, were, were, said, were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000. During the first Pentecost, they were acting a fool. And Moses cried out, who's on the Lord's side? The Levites came and took them out. There's about 3,000 that died that day. When Peter preached, after the Holy Ghost fire fell, Notice, after the fire fell on the brothers that was in the upper room, Almighty God is a master redeemer. So those that lost, that was lost the first time, were now redeemed by God this time. I know you need to know more about Jesus. And we're here to let it be known. That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I love you. I thank you. And I appreciate everything you've done by listening today. I hope this word has blessed you. God bless you.